Ladies and gentlemen, hang on to your hat. Episode 28 with Nick Kirk, personal trainer. Bad Daddy, you're a naughty boy. These days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not the blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion and, well, the love, of course. (laughs) Eric Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. I want to get a club mix of that song. Can we? Can we get someone out there to make a, a like a a kind of um, rave twelve inch dance remix of that? Um, our, our theme Absolutely. song. Chemical Brothers are coming out. <laughs> Maybe we can hook them up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. G'day, Nick. This is Nick uh, Kirk here. He's my, he's um, the owner operator with your wife. Yep. I assume uh, of of um, Team Elwood, in, and uh, that's where. I go for my uh, exercise on a regular basis. I'm being personally trained, not by Nick though, but by one of the other guys there. Um, and I just wanted to. How you going, by the way? I'm good. You good? Yeah. It's, it's great to be here. I yeah. feel uh, yeah, in the panic room. Yeah, amongst royalty with the the <laughs> yeah. long list of star-studded guests that you've had over yeah, the last yeah. 27 episodes. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was noticing the size of the locks on the doors. He was mm. feeling a bit when you get in ushered into a warehouse in Collingwood. It's a bit like Reservoir Dogs, isn't mm, it? Yeah. So anyway, but do you remember when I first, M- Missy and I came down to the gym to to sign up and I said, um, and we had the chat that you had mm. at the start. Yep. Because my main thing was I'm 10 years older than Missy and I want my body to, you know, I, I'm worried about <laughs> falling apart long before her. So I just was like, I just want my core. I just want to have some strength. I just mm. want to not, you know, disintegrate mm-hmm. before the eyes of my family. But I remember saying to you um, – but the most frightening word in the English language was team. Yeah, yep. <laughs> because specifically because it doesn't have an I in it. Mm. But the but the irony is because I was not much of a sport player. But but having a an actual personal trainer, someone to actually get to know and kick your ass around the gym, is unbelievably helpful. Yeah, especially when you get unleashed on a gym. You know, in normal gyms, mm. without any idea of what to do. Mm. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the um, the the thing that sets us apart with with our business and why we went in that direction um, is that I guess the the big difference with what we do is that basically a hundred percent of our revenue, I guess, and mm. just and and what we do, a hundred percent of what we do is one on one personal training. And a lot of other fitness businesses, um, you know, they're they're trying to create revenue by just letting people come in and use the space or doing big groups so to reduce the cost kind of thing and. I and suppose. kind of counting on a lot of people not going too. Yeah, absolutely, you know? like, yeah. Like yeah. A, what's the percentage of well <laughs> gym yeah, memberships I mean, that don't get used? If you've like, got a one of the big gyms that you know might have two or three thousand members, um, if all of those members turned yeah. up, it'd be impossible. It'd yeah. just be totally untenable. So, um, yeah, the big difference is you know if you're um, if you're coming in, like the most fundamental part of personal training, and I guess the value has to extend beyond it, is the obligation to turn up and meet someone. You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, if you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, you know, I'm feeling 70% today, so I'm not going to train. That sort of gets eliminated. Yeah. Um, but, and there, yeah. And there, yeah, and there's that person, that, that connection with people. I was quite mm. surprised. I, I thought, yeah, I just I, I just wasn't sure about that, but um, mm. ha- having a, a bit of a community. It's brave. I think it? it's very brave to do. I remember when I used to do the wrought iron and you, you, you're stuck with that whole idea of doing that, you know, you, Years later, you go, oh, if I'd have just gone, employed some people, made pool fences, yep. I'd be driving around in a fucking Range Rover, <laughs> everything would be sweet Absolutely, right now yeah. when we're living in Preston in mm. a bunker, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's brave. But if you do it if you do it right and that's mm. the product, then it, it's fabulous. Like, yeah. yeah. I've got to say, um, we've had a lot of we, – we're a growing diversity of yeah. guests in our show. We've had guys that hunt crocodiles – Chase down uh, wild bulls. 
just scaling it down young a little bit this week. Young skaters <laughs> from the country. No. As no, we're not <laughs> scaling it down. Most likely the most alien to me would be a personal trainer. I admit it. But yeah. I Can do. you do anything for Derek? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> trying to get free. All the psych guys I try and secretly get free shit out of, but it's going to be pretty obvious if I go, what do I, what, what do, I do now? Yeah. <laughs> this is not an intervention, by the way. Man. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I'll tell you one quick story and you can tell me how you feel about this before we get on to fatherhood issues. Mm. Um, I did go to a personal trainer once, so I've got 40 minutes experience. Uh, my friend and I, we just had enough and I've, I felt frumpy and out of shape and I was probably about 95 kilos. So that's about 20 ago, 25 ago mm-hmm. or 30 right. or so. And and we went to a personal trainer and we got there and just want not wanting to be anyone being sort of rude to us but to tell us what – to do, mm. you know, to, to change our keystone habits or yep. whatever we yeah. needed to be done and get us used to something or at least get us a feeling of positivity. Mm. Anyway, we got there and then we did – he goes, do that and do that. And then he goes, what do you want to do now? This is like me and my friend are I told this story last <laughs> week on my big boy show. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was like, what do you want to do now? And it was like – uh, the wrong person go home, have question. a lie down, yeah. order a pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. fucking thing I want to do yeah. now? <laughs> Got a pizza menu. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So that that was the end for me. I, I didn't see one. But it didn't make me go, that's a daft idea. They don't work. I assume yeah. that this was a guy who had a... A business weakness. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's changed a lot, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I mean, we got in the industry um, 15 years or so ago, I suppose, and um, where we really started to commit to it. And, um, you know, the, the the landscape has changed so much in that time as well in terms of what, um, well, for the most part, for, for the good trainers, and I'm sure there's still trainers out there that probably do that, but, um, you know, from what the needs of people were 15 years ago and even the education, like a lot of people know what to do now for exercises mm. and a lot more people know um, the impact of different types of eating now. So it's mm. it's it's a lot less about education and a lot more about um, accountability and guidance and yeah, um, yeah. just steering in the right direction rather than saying, you know, um, like totally trying to flip your lifestyle on its head to mm. re-engineer your habits kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the, the thing is as well that, you know, there's that many course providers that are out there now and so many people getting personal training qualifications. Um, we, we actually just went and spoke one, myself and one of the other trainers at, um, one of the course providers to try to sort of hone out, um, you know, some, some trainers that could come and work for us to expand Mm. our team a little bit. And it's amazing the amount of people that are in those courses now that are, 30 plus or mid thirties that are just like, I'm fucking sick of what I do now. And I just, I can't do this anymore. I'm in corporate or I'm working in banks or whatever. Mm. And, um, I just want to get back to, you know, on a personal level and helping people Mm. and making a difference and all that sort of thing. So they just quit their jobs and take off, take off the golden handcuffs and, um, Mm. dive into a a totally new career where you're potentially sacrificing half of your wage or more, Mm. especially Mm. for the first part. Um, so yeah, I think the, the, the amount of PTs out there now is huge and it's still, it's still evolving, but, um, it's good for me too, because it's not, it's not like the, the muscle man thing, you know, it's not mm. like this just weight, you know, trying to lift as much weight as you can, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, a, right. it's an overall kind of mm. well-being and, and, uh, and just, just trying to get feel good you mm. know generally and and have someone you can talk to and, and ongoing and you also I, I found when you first start you just having someone else there watching you can't help but try to impress them a little bit yeah that's so that, right that, that counts yeah. for oh, something it's got too. to tap just, into that psyche yeah that's i'm not gonna yeah. well you know what i mean it's like that last the last couple of reps are the ones mm. that do the work and and if you're on your own it's easy to just go oh, fuck, yeah no that's one's right. looking <laughs> i'm just gonna yeah, watch you the finish telly. your set and you're like did i do okay coach you yeah, know? yeah 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 it's, <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it's like and there's no tvs in the fucking place you know mm. and it's it's like this this relationship so i was totally surprised with that because i was quite skeptical mm. about that early on and then you, you know you find the right kind of nerd for you like mm. simon's great for me because he's like he, he's, he's all about this sort of form and zen mm. thing and yep. i have no idea it could be like that yeah. like, it's not about trying to 
get. I'm just trying to not break my back when by the. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. about get, being old and mm. having these kids. This brings us to kids, Derek. Mm. There. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Derek's <laughs> done. What is um, no, but like I, I wanted to. We we talk a lot about being, having been quite old when we had our kids in our forties, mm. and I want to be able to. To, to to play with them and lift yep. them because I remember I had the double um, hernia operation. Yep, all from. What? Do you remember that? Ooh. So when when Vaguely. Sammy, what happens right? And I found this out from the woman that did the ultrasound for my hernias. She goes, you "Got a got a toddler, have you?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh yeah, we get a lot of." Well, she was hinting older dads. Yeah, yeah. Who who have blown their um. <laughs> Their, their hernias out because they're a bit older and they're lifting kids. And all that of a sudden they've heavy. got this load coming from the side of their body from nowhere. Totally, think, and yeah. and and because the kid grows gradually and you keep picking it up like you did when mm. the kid was like eighteen months or one or whatever, and then they get heavier and boom. And so I had double hernia surgery, groin hernias. God. They're making a fortune, those hernia surgeons yeah, from old dads. <laughs> question yeah. for question for Nick then is the if someone went all right um. If, let's say it was me, mm-hmm. right, and it was 11 years ago. I was like 112 kegs, uh, unfit, pretty much sedentary. Sedentary? Sedentary? It just sounds like ge- geology, doesn't it? <laughs> sedimentary. Spent a lot of years <laughs> under eight layers of dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bones. Um, and I came to you and said, right, my wife's knocked up. I don't – What's fu- my back's all help? Fun. What am I going to do? Like, is there? Would you actually work towards that? Like you, you were saying before about that surprise lifting mm. from the side and that, uh, you know, like, yeah. Would you sort of work something in? Absolutely, getting yeah. ready for that particular. I think task? Um, back when I started my career, I, I was always a lot about, um, you know, people would come to you just wanting to lose weight in or change their body composition in some way, and it's still, you know, a lot like that, but. Um, Everything was around doing, like trying to manipulate numbers and progress through numbers where mm. um, you're trying to lift a little bit more or run a little bit further or mm. do something a little bit quicker mm. or lose a few centimetres or kilos or, or whatever it was. Um, but now I think since having kids, um, one of my, um, I guess my barometer of my physical health at any given time, because even for me it goes up and down, mm. um, is how am I getting off the floor when I'm down with my one-year-old and playing <laughs> off the floor, how much groaning and how much I hold yeah. my breath and how slow am I and that sort of thing. And that's something yeah. that I think about with um, dads and mums that, that come through is that yeah. you, you know, if you just get people trying to lift more on a bench press or a squat or a deadlift or those really big masculine movements, um, it's not going to help when, you know, um, you know, you're getting a kid out of the car from all the way over here, yeah, away yeah. from the middle line of your body. All um, the ergonomic rules are out the window. Yeah, yeah, got, that's right. You have to pick the kid. And and you Agility. hear it so often that um, mm. people come up with these injuries and they say, oh, look, it's not from training. It was just I was putting my sock on or I was picking yeah. up a toy or picking up one of the kids or something like that. But that can sort of be traced back to the kind of conditioning that you put yourself through because if you're training along the train tracks, along this straight line, doing this press and pull and push and all that sort of thing, and you're not, um, you know, doing things like the cable exercises where, Mm. you know, you're moving across your body and all that sort of thing. So that's... um, They're not real world actions, are they? Yeah, that's right. Actions that translate to what you're doing. Absolutely. That fucking car thing's... A, the, a real big one. Did you bugger your back putting, reaching them out through the car? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Putting them it. into the seat. It was agony. You, yeah. do that. you know, you, like I did plenty, plenty of years as a blacksmith. Mm. I unloaded, you know, four or five tons of steel mm. th- for, you know, for f- over an hour's period to yeah. bring into the here and stuff like that. No problem. You're always aware of mm. your ergonomics. Mm. You know, mm. you know, and you've got yeah, a, a, you need a specific to be okay pattern next that week. you're just repeating, yeah. But then mm. these kids. Yeah. Yeah, you're under pressure. And now you're, they're, 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 they're dynamic. They're moving yeah. all the time. Yeah, the yeah. bastards are really And they're 9-11. They just, <laughs> they just run at you. Yeah. So you've got, you've got impact from any random angle. That's right. Going to hit you at any moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and, totally. and it's, it, I find it very hard to say to them. Um, it, it's, tri- it's a tricky conversation with my kids when I say, look, again, dad has got a Spine disease, mm. right? I, I really want to wrestle mm. and I will wrestle, but right now I've got a headache yeah. and my 
because of my spine, like I've got some spine shit, right? Right. And I've got a headache, and it, and it will get better, and we'll, we 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 will wrestle again. We but will right wrestle now, again. I can't wrestle. I've yeah, had a big yeah. Day, and and it hurts, mm. and, and it, I'm always conscious of that. And they mm. just go, oh, and they moan, and, and you go, oh, come on, give mm. me a break. You're being a bit cruel here. Mm. <laughs> Put me under pressure. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I guess it's about mm. this, you know, specialized training. Yeah, and that's where for me, I couldn't go to a gym. I can't go and sit in the. In the and go to Northlands and sit down and get pay twenty dollars to get a Chinese person to yeah, massage sure. me on the neck yeah. for the very mm. same reason it's going to go wrong and we end up yeah. in a big trouble. <laughs> so yeah. that must that must affect what you do in here as well, I suppose. Right, like when you're um, moving stuff around and you know because yeah. you, yeah. you you'll yeah. never do anything linear yeah. either day to day, right? Yeah. Well, career wise, the. I went from blacksmithing to scooter mechanic, yeah, because of the, my spine and yeah. various things, and then dropped back. And now, because uh, now this podcasting is fantastic, producing podcasts. Mm. But there's another side to that. I'm sitting on my ass, mm. Mm. whereas everything was moving. So sed- sedentary, yeah. <laughs> right? not, not sedimentary. Sedimentary, yeah. <laughs> so so I'm actually more sedimentary now. So yeah. y- you go, oh. Fuck! Now I have to add. Yeah, yeah. I have to actually add a seriously mm. change of habit. Yeah, to yeah. my act because I've always had struggle. I've always struggled doing any kind of exercise for the sake of it. Mm. Yeah, mm. just can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I was cycling to work for a while, and then I discovered this Strava thing, mm. and I could challenge myself between this road and this road. Yeah. It was amazing. This is the man you get, brain you get kicked in. You're a bit embarrassed yeah, about yeah. it, but but it worked. <laughs> yeah, and I certainly wasn't competing against other people, <laughs> right? But, but that, it was just like, right, I'm going to get a gold medal, and it was. I just felt mm. like a baby playing a computer. Yeah, game. yeah. That, I it got is, a little gold medal. Like. That's what Strava's and like. And it yeah. would make me get puffed out. Mm. It was brilliant. Yeah, mm. and that's the same deal with personal trainers too. That they, they, they know what you're interested in and what you want to do, and you can make a kind of a a game of it, and you know. All that sort of stuff, but it's hard with back stuff, right? Like yeah, it's a fucking oh, look. Back stuff's annoying, and, and I mm. say to people, get get onto it. Because yeah. sooner or later, like with the cycling, I discovered my answer. I loved it. Dedicated to mm. cycling on commuting, and and then I had another health problem, which meant I couldn't cycle mm. for a six months. Yeah, Not yeah. going on about what it was, <laughs> but it was awful. Oh, and it was you're like, too old you, for gonorrhea. And you go, you go, come on now. <laughs> I'm not too old for syphilis, <laughs> but but it was just it was just annoying, and you kick yourself, and you go, "Don't." My advice to everyone is, don't wait around. Mm. You know, but that's why. I, but that's why I went and saw these yeah. guys because mm. I was like, my I don't want to. I know people have got back problems, and once you've got problems, it's very hard to fix. And I was Ooh. like, I just got to fortify that a little bit, especially with these kids that are just mm. racing around. And I got and it was lucky because I still got the hernia thing, and you know. But every time I go to the gym, Nick and I sort of update on how the kids are going and 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 what you know if whether they've got the same disease as ours have got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, yeah. has it got to you? Has it reached you yet? Yeah. How are they going at the moment? Are you are you coping all right? Yeah, they're, they're going well. Um, what age? So are they? we've got um, Brady's our eldest, and he's four, mm-hmm. um, four and a half, and we've got Jesse who's turning two in November. So. Yeah. Um, I think you're like y- a year ahead of us, well, ish. Yeah, well, no, yeah. Sammy's Brady's a little a bit, bit old. Yeah. yeah, Sammy's I think um, six six months older than Brady, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, Jesse's a little bit older than Luna. But um, yeah, the biggest thing that we're trying to negotiate at the moment is um, is sleep cycles, which I guess you know yeah. it's just one thing that um, you know you, you can't really avoid, and if you do, you're pretty lucky about it. But um, mm. You know, just the the strategies that you that you try to follow to incentivize and not incentivize too much. And you mean the older one trying to get him to sleep? Well, yeah, he's that's that's the um, the big one. Yeah, but he'll be up three or four times a night. Really? And the, and the challenge is, I guess, because we're um, because I'm up at four thirty, quarter to five most mornings to go to work. Oh, Betsy, it, the agreement <laughs> what is are you kind a baker. Of, <laughs> well, might as well be. Yeah, yeah, do, you live think, in, do you live in the country or something? <laughs> no, well, it's just people five thirty a.m. sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, there is a five thirty a.m. on a on a Monday morning. It does exist, and <laughs> I see it often. Yeah. Wow. But um, being exhausted and trying to do it, ex- I mean, at least you are not fit, like you, you are training, so you, you don't have to do the. Yeah, stuff, and but. I think the the challenge is that you know we had a point at the start of this week where 
because the the agreement is kind of that for the mornings that I've I've got to be up and at the gym, Betsy yeah. will attend to Brady if he, if he's up three or four times because oh, yeah. he just he gets up and he wanders into our room, and he's he's either I'm scared or I want to go in your bed or whatever. And our process is we just march him straight back, but it yeah. just doesn't work. It just keeps happening. Oh, man. Um, and yeah, Betsy was at her wit's end at the start of this week to the point where I was like, look, I've just you know got to deal with this, and I, if I'm up at four thirty, I've still got to get up for this. Yeah. Um. For this kid, you know, and um. Yeah. It was funny. As soon as I committed to that, he just went two nights sleeping straight through. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Well, I won that one." Yeah. Exactly. Thank you very much. It really does feel like they know more than that's the the hardest thing for me with with that age with the, the four year olds because they know mm. a bit. Yeah. But they're yep. still getting off scot free on they're the still kind juvenile of, oh, enough to, baby to ignore you yeah. and yeah. not have to they're still like learn and take oh, instruction i yeah. don't understand because i'm a child yeah. come on now yeah. <laughs> you think they're at, you think they've got they've got some connection with all the other toddlers and they're yeah, talking absolutely. about it to yeah. each other because it does it's wild mm. you know when you hear yourself saying stuff and you go oh i'm saying that you know like, like your parents oh, like, like your parents yeah. like when you say oh you know oh, just uh you tell them their age. Mm. You go, mm. You're 11 years old. Mm. You're acting like a five-year-old. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether that's damaging or not. Yeah, we need to yeah. shrink in here to tell us. Yeah. I've been doing the. I've been doing that. Look, you're four and a half, and it's it's tough. It's so a you nightmare. Yeah. You you don't have a oh, lot yeah. of rights. Mm. You you don't get to do everything you want to do. Mm. And I I understand that that's difficult. I, you know, when you're a grown up, you can do a lot more. And as you get older you get to do more things but it's a not it's tough you know you just mm. you just and how, do, how does he respond to that well <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. the angle you're going with anyway i think he just, just likes he's left by I'm, then <laughs> he just likes that i'm talking to and him. just not yelling at him and not yelling yeah. at him and they just like like engagement he mm. seems to deal well with me sort of talking logically to him it's like with bedtime since i've started saying to him you know how you're exhausted in the morning and you have a shitty day you know if you get to bed a bit earlier if we do this, he's good. the structure seems to be helping. Mm, mm. And then I'll say to him, you're very, very tired and the sooner you get to sleep, the sooner nighttime will be finished and it'll be tomorrow. But if you just keep jumping around and trying to stay awake, it, it goes. It takes a lot mm. longer, you know, and, and then look, oh, you're yawning, see, you're yawning, you must mm, be tired. Mm. You watch, you just imagine this story, because I've developed this story about a beanstalk going up into the clouds and different worlds, right? Mm. And so every night there's a different world. Hang on, you wrote that story? No, no, I just, we've been... Uh, because I've heard it before, yeah. Mate, not the beanstalk, <laughs> bean but like there might be trampoline world and whatever, and you can, uh, yeah, and you yeah. can go to these different clouds with different worlds. And then what I try to do is when we've I've done that story, I try to transition him into um, fan imagining his own cloud places. Right. Because I told him I put a bean inside his pillow and you just rub the pillow yep. and it sprouts out and grows up through the roof and, wow. and you can go with it. So the idea was to try and transition into like the dream world mm. and then he, and he'll shut his eyes and I, I try to get him to fantasise about that. And then within... Once he's shut his eyes and if he's still for a few minutes, he'll go to sleep, mm. you know. So, so far that's working, right? Mm. Like this is like. Dude, that's that great. Down. You need to yeah. write a little book, Dan. What are you that's doing? amazing. Yeah, like of expertise on, on well, no, children. Fucking most people write books with their own no, random no, no, notion. Yeah. But, the, but it was seriously, I thought, how can I make, um, try and bridge him from the real world storytelling mm. that he's dependent on me for mm. to um, – being able to shut his eyes and travel a bit in his head mm. he'll, and then he'll go to sleep. Mm. And and so far it's working. And I just try to, it, you know, some people go, he's too young for all this language and, and, mm. and logic that you're talking to him. But yes and no, mm. he understands the concept of being too tired tomorrow and that if he goes to sleep sooner, it'll pass quicker. And mm. I don't know, it's hard. As you say, then suddenly they change the fucking... Yeah, book. absolutely. Just, yeah. yeah, and that's it's just the most dynamic thing that you're ever yeah. going to go through in your life. Like every couple of months is just something different. Dynamics you know, are a, a nice uh, non-emotional <laughs> yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Horrific, I thought. Yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I always think, you know, like I, I just can never get past how whenever you're having challenges, everyone, there's always someone else doing it harder. I know. You know, I know. like I, I can never, I can never sort of subscribe to – we're doing it tough, even if you've had three hours sleep or, you know, know, you've had multiple nights in a row that, that it's been difficult. 
You know what I do? I start to be sceptical of those parents because I feel like whenever you say this happened, they always one-up you and you're like, I don't reckon that fucking happened. Yeah. I reckon they're just trying to win the, uh, the yeah, thing. Yeah, who's more tired But Because it's, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. You think you've had it and you've had a tough night and then someone had something much worse and you're like, fuck. Yeah, that's right. But then yeah. there's the you other side of it. can't feel sorry for yourself anymore, can no, you? No, yeah. they yeah. deprive you of that. There's yeah. the other side of it when people go, oh, mine just slept through the night from the day he was born. Yeah, yeah. And you go, okay, are you going to have any more? Yeah, actually, we've got another one coming in July. Yeah. Yeah. This will be our fifth. Now, did you? Because we poor old Hugh was here the other week, and, and he goes, oh, "We've got a second one coming." And uh, apparently, it's it's is it is it twice as hard? And and we just went, "No, it's four or five times as hard." <laughs> yeah. and his his face was like, "Oh no!" Well, that's how the did theory, you go it? with two with, with the um, second? Yeah, I, I mean. I don't know. I, I guess you sort of You've build it up. You? Yeah. I, well, that's the thing. I always I compare it to like when you're parenting well, even one or multiple kids, it's like you never really go through a phase for more than six months, I guess. So, mm. you know, if you um, if you pick up a guitar in 2019 and try to learn to play for six months, you'll get so far. But if you yeah. put it down and you pick it back up again two years later, you'll be a bit rusty six months later. You know, you're, yeah. you're probably not really that good at playing the guitar. Mm. And you kind of, you know, like new parents will come to you and say, oh, you know, I bet you remember this and, you know, like ask for your advice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, I've got no idea. I can't remember yeah. any of that stuff. It's you weird, know? isn't it? It's, it's blocked yeah. out trauma. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. human mind has yeah. blocked it out so that you have some more. Yeah, that's right. So that's, it's biology that's just trying to get you to breed again. Yeah, yeah. Ra- that's so right. Biology's in there at night erasing the stuff. Yeah, yeah, Get yeah, rid yeah. of that. Yeah. Don't let him know because he's in danger of getting a vasectomy. Make him think that it was all roses. Yeah. Fuck, man. But I don't remember anything particularly. I think you just sort of build it up in the beginning. Like when you're you know, leading up to that second child, you you put the helmet on, you're like, right, I'm ready. And you expect this like yeah. huge explosion of mm. over overwhelming and mm-hmm. whatnot. But, um, you know, you just, there's just something within you that just copes with it. And I think we've been pretty lucky with our two guys. Like they've, um, they were pretty easy babies and we didn't have any, any issues with their health or, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they always say, don't they, the going from one to two, isn't as hard as going from two to three. I've, I've heard that from a lot of people, I think. Really? Um, well, that makes – or I've heard it the other way too. Yeah, like – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because on the other end they say that, you know, once they start to outnumber you, that's when it gets really dangerous. Yeah, Derek says it's – Nine to ten's the worst. No, <laughs> no, hang on. Ten to eleven. No, hang on. <laughs> but we, we joke knows? about how there's there's a certain point. Those people who have ten kids, it's because they've just – they're totally they're broken. broken. Like, they just doesn't matter yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, surely with 10 kids, you like, any sense of your own kind of life, like, mm. you would you would have to make your kids your life. And some yeah. people want want that totally, and mm. that is their life. Yeah, you or just it would have put your to career be, away and just, yeah, just it's this, family. This yeah. is it. And that's that's fine if you can do that. Well, Melbourne, 30, first 30-degree 30 day in spring, mm. it's, it's fucking too hot, isn't it? It's like mm. you can't breathe in the car, it's too hot. Mm. Rah, rah, rah. Whereas... Three, four months later, if it's 42 degrees, that's how it feels. It yeah, feels the yeah. same. So mm-hmm. it's just like the shock and awe of the lifestyle change mm. and the responsibility yeah. and the emotions mm. and everything mm. at mm. once when mm. you have a new one. Yeah. That mm. that fades off as at the same at, at the same I'm doing a graph with my hands, every all mm. listeners. But that, that fades out at the same rate. As the as the increase in mm. trouble, mm. as they get more sentient, as mm. they get more manipulative, mm. yeah. the daughters <laughs> yeah. work out how to control daddy's mind. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, we're, we're, yeah, we're we don't have that, to worry that. about that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know. No. Yeah. They're, oh, man, don't start talking about the future. Like <laughs> out, out of the last 27 dads that you've had, what's the most amount of kids? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, Not many. I think probably three. Is three would be it. Yeah. yeah, right. Don't people don't go much over three these days? There's so yeah. much to go. But every every day, you know, with this whole diversity of dads vibe, every day my mind goes, "Oh, that's right." And I was uh, like, "I'm, I'm looking, and I'm thinking, I'd like to get some, some gay dads." And then I go, "Oh, hang on, if I get, we want gay dads." But adopting gay dads, and then mm. we need sperm donating yeah, gay dads, yeah. and then we need. I go, oh, within that, we need the the yeah, ones yeah. that have 
you know, and then I've gone, oh, shit. And I asked my mate last night, I said, hang on, are you? Are we allowed to adopt here? Mm. And he told me some amazing stuff. I went, mm. right, now I need some dads that can't adopt mm. because of legal reasons. It goes on and on. So the mm. diversity of yeah. the dads is just blowing my So you need your 10-kid dad. And you've just made me realise we need, <laughs> yeah. we need, yeah, you just made me realise we yeah. need some multiple dads. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Multiple, like those quad. Yeah, because we're mainly within our demographic, aren't we? We start in our de- demographic and then just mm. and then branch out. out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Into alien things like the, the personal <laughs> traits. <laughs> I got, yeah. There's one thing I always like to know, especially with self-employed, but in in when someone's got an established career, is how how the how your career and the knowledge you have within that either advantages or disadvantages your fathering experience and also the other way because mm. a lot of people will go, uh-huh. Like I'm sure Hugh from last week will will have a lot more to put in about resilience mm. now that he's got a three-year-old mm. and his resilience is being put to the death. Yeah, it's a yeah, whole yeah. nother, mm. you know, it's more input yeah. kind mm. of thing. Yeah. I'm imagining that you will have a, a pretty good uh, set of values to give the kids about health and ed- physical education. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, as I said before, you know, I, I, I remember having a conversation with one of it, one of my clients in Sydney um, before we moved down to Melbourne and that would have been in 2009 or something. So I'm mid-20s, I didn't have kids um, and I was um, naively trying to challenge her on her behaviours around um around having kids. So she would present to me with, mm. I've I've hardly had any sleep and I'm so tired and I just, you know, I haven't been eating well and I'd missed an exercise session and I would, I'd challenge her on that and I would say, no, nah, but you can do this and you yeah. you can change this. Such a major. And I'm, I'm like bright eyed and bushy tailed trying to change yeah, lives yeah, and yeah. just doing whatever I can, but just no fucking idea yeah, whatsoever yeah. what a mum is going through when she's got a three and a five year old. Yeah. And she was like, just you wait. And I, we would always have these conversations, yeah, these yeah. playful conversations about just you wait, just you wait. And I was yeah. like, no, nah, I've got this established set of values about fitness and it, that's, that's just embedded in me. It's not going to change. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, now, I mean, you can definitely go through weeks at a time where you, you're just dabbling in exercise or, you yeah, know, yeah. some bad nutrition habits creep in and you know your weight goes up a couple of kilos and things just you know things happen to you physically that you wouldn't have allowed or you wouldn't have given yourself permission um 10 years or before you had kids i should say and um you know i i was uh my my thing um i guess in my late 20s and early 30s was marathon running i used to Mm. enter into two or three marathons a year and um, that's basically how I spent my time with, with exercise. And, mm. um, I think the last one I did was 2016. I've, I've done one since I've, I've had yeah. kids. So, you know, I've had to totally re-engineer my attitude and my, and how I attack looking after myself yeah. and my, my health and fitness and that sort of thing. But I think, um, yeah, the, in, in terms of, um, the value, and I, I don't think there's a lot of other parents that I speak to that are much different, but the value of getting um, getting sun on your kids and and getting them moving and getting them away from screens and getting them vegetables that like they're like the four pillars yeah yeah and um, you know often it's it's uh, easier said than done with those things and yeah. it's it's a bit of a battle but um, yeah I, I feel like especially with Brady I've always been really really patient with him in trying to get him getting him to understand and um, adapt to eating good nutrition been a bit more of a battle with yeah and it's and it's i totally understand that you know you're you're at your wits end and you've been there for 20 minutes sitting at the dinner table and nothing's happening and um yeah and you you just like throw them crackers you know or throw them just give them whatever they want they've just got to eat you know we eat we're mainly vegetarian and we and, and so we eat a lot of really good food and we're very conscious of that but but Sammy won't eat anything but pasta and tomato mm, sauce, mm. and and you know like I don't know how this happened. And then I know other kids who who've got who live in households that eat a lot more uh, sort of takeaway and a lot more meat than mm. us, and they'll eat raw capsicum and mm, raw mm. and broccoli and stuff. And yeah. so I have to hide all. Maybe the their body's just taking over. Like the kid's body's going. I, I just. 
mm. want to feel some natural food yeah, in my yeah, mouth yep. yeah. on their own. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. But it's funny how you, it must be a reason for it that they, that they just can't eat. Mm. Like yeah. we have to hide the vegetables for, for, from him. And I, 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 I thought that, well, this is where the humility of parenting comes in because you assume that, you know, you see parents feeding their kids chips and mm. and chicken and chips at the pub or somewhere and you're mm. like, oh, God, look at that. Well, yeah. They're feeding them cheeseburgers <laughs> or something like that's no good for kids, but then I then we find ourselves we've got to give him the cheeseburger at, mm. at somewhere because oh, at he just pub. fucking won't eat. Rule, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, that's rules. different, <laughs> but but he just won't eat anything else. Yeah. Like, it, like he he'll, he'd rather starve. Yeah, and so you suddenly your like, judgment. Am I, I going to let him go hungry or am I? You know, so all that judging other yeah. parents mm. for their behaviour mm. is like well, yeah. like, like you found with that woman mm. grinning and going. Mm. You'll just, see. Yeah, You'll those see. words still ring in my head. Just you wait. Just you wait. You wait. Yeah, it's like yeah. when your mother says, well, you wait till you've got kids <laughs> and teenagers and you'll understand I'm, it's going to happen soon. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to just learn to go with that dynamic. Dy- I like dynamic. That's mm. But uh, to, And if you're not very good with, with change yourself, mm. particularly if you're older, it's very challenging yeah, you know, to go with that. Mm that no rules um, mm. thing that's going on. Mm. So you think that the the added, em- back to the, the lady with the grin, mm. uh, the empathy that you now have being oh. older. Like I, if I was going to go to a personal trainer, I, it, there definitely wouldn't be anyone who was young mm. because yeah. I, I, I'd want to see someone who has seen his, who has seen all his ideas fail. Mm. Not all of them, but, mm. but you know, his ideas on, why doesn't that fat guy just fucking do something? Mm. What's going on? Like, eventually you'd understand that that's it's a thing. It's yeah, the same absolutely. as why someone's got a gambling problem or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, it's definitely this uh, the empathy now yeah. that you know that you, you can't ride someone when their their kids are breaking their balls and yeah, they haven't had any absolutely. sleep. Absolutely, and and finding creative ways presumably to help people do that. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, because you know? yeah, every you know, like one of the one of the big things I say, like that discussion that we had with, mm. with you and Missy at the beginning is, you know, you want to, you want to find out, um, people's exercise history and what mm. their, what their eating patterns are like and, um, what their goals are and where they've been in the past with those goals. And essentially what you're trying to establish is just what makes that person tick, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so, you know, like there, there might be the, the most proven and tried training protocol to get it to a specific result. But if that person doesn't prefer to move in that way or has limitations or whatever, you've got to work around that, you know, like people's preferences, I I feel like always trump um, whatever the right way is because, you know, essentially you're looking to get into a, a habit of repetition. And if you, you know, if somebody's turning up and hating what they do, then yeah. they're not going to repeat it. It's a one-size-fits-all past way of doing things. Mm. It's like mm. our education has to change to 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 work to the individual a bit. Mm. Because if you if you can find the thing that someone loves doing, like it might be or whatever the the thing that motivates them, because you ultimately want people to do stuff because they like mm. doing it. They like they they feel good about Absolutely, it rather yeah. than it. And and it's got it's become this thing that everyone you know because everyone wants to diet or do whatever and get fit and. And and it's often unsustainable, you know. You do it for um, a couple of months and then it burns out. You want to find some something mm. that can make you happy mm. longer term, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's hard when you're a dad, though, mm. getting – or any parent, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. The yeah. sustainability thing is, a, um, is an interesting one, I think. Um, one of our trainers used the, um, the analogy of a tightrope walker where, you know, when you're – walking across a tightrope and you're holding the big stick that goes across your body kind of yeah. thing, when when you get from the your first point to the other side, that stick never stays at the same level, you know. It'll go up one way and it'll oh, go right. down, down the other way. And yeah. I think everyone's, you know, so many people are searching for that sustainable approach to health and mm. fitness, but our lives are so fluid that it's just really difficult to expect that of yourself yeah. and – um, that's the most frustrating thing about little kids, I reckon, is just, just generally being able to get some kind of routine of things that mm. you do, like being able to meet with people at a certain time, do the things that you need to do to stay sane and mm. because it's always yeah, always changing. That's so hard. Yeah. I reckon they're probably connected in many ways. The, mm. the whole, like <clears throat> the nature of, say, Fiona and I was, mm. not, would, would be, was no routine ever. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, just kind of doing this and doing that and mm. coming in and going and no no routine in our lives. Then we had the kids. Mm. And, of course, then suddenly you got this hectic pressure mm. of everyone saying, you know, they need routine. They mm. need routine. And you say you're, you're trying your best. Mm. But there, therein lies a, a huge a huge challenge mm. to try yeah. and put routine in when you've never had it. Mm. Yeah. And that's linked to all other health stuff and it goes on and on. And mm. the children so. are the agents of chaos, you know. Like I, I, I've learned a lot about with the help of psychiatry uh, recently about my, my brain, you know, and about my particular brain and 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 my inability to deal with chaos. And I, I, I melt down like I made a passing joke here at the early in the thing about in an early podcast about four-year-olds, I read a book that said four-year-olds can't regulate their emotions. And I said, well, and, and what I learned from that is neither can I. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's a problem, you know, when, when you're taking things It's like personal. four-year-old versus four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I went on this journey of with, with the help of uh, psychoanalysts and psychiatry to, to discover my, you know, kind of ADD brain, basically, that, that can't and never has been able to cope and that's with all my drinking and, and self-medicating in the past was to do with overstimulation, not being able to cope with this much chaos. So you take your drink to narrow your focus. You're, yes. you're trying, to, trying to block things out. And I'm one of those people, it all makes sense because I go, when I'm in a room, when I'm with the kids and the TV's on or something or there's some noise and they're trying to talk, I, I feel like screaming like I mm. really can't cope with two noises at once because my brain tries to focus on everything right. it's not a lack of focus it's a it's not being able to choose what you focus on that's when I know a panic attack's coming right when, I, when yeah, exactly. kids are in the car and I'm begging them just to not say anything and yeah. you realize that all they're doing is telling you about their day yeah. or in, in a normal voice and then the other one says something and you just go oh and you go it's it's a sign. Exactly. I know and, what's and what I here. now know is that we, I I would walk out on jobs in the past because I couldn't cope, or I, I just found like I couldn't cope with a lot of normal things mm. in life, mm. and I had to treat that with booze and drugs. So now you t and and what I now know is it's about an inability to process my emotions in re reaction to chaos. Mm. I, I take it really like this is the end of the world, and mm. I can't get out of that hole, and I have to leave. Mm. Um, so now having gotten sober. I've been retested by having two little kids because I'm now at home quite often when Missy's working, looking after two kids and the, the doubled up noise and chaos. And I don't have my, the, what I used to use as medication, yeah. which was booze to, to reduce that noise. And it just sends me into meltdown. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like it's hard for everyone, but then there's people who can't actually yeah, cope. Yeah. Is exercise so, one of those things? Well, like exercise if, is. If you're is on a, that treadmill or whatever people do, mm. yeah. Um, is that does that just narrow everything because that you're there? You actually have a purpose. Mm. But also the Maybe chemicals. Yeah. The, also the 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 brain chemistry gets affected by exercise in a way that helps you. Yeah, that's, you know. absolutely. They say that um, you know the the release of endorphins and dopamine and all that sort yep. of thing and. Um, you know, it, it's, it's really common for, for people that have been in a place of, um, addiction or, yeah. or, um, you know, in unhealthy habits that, um, that lose that because essentially that creates a void. Like, as you say, yeah. you know, you've, um, re reduced your, uh, removed the self-medication. So now, mm. um, you know, you don't have that ability to um, block out the noise, but a lot of people go to exercise for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that and, is also and, the chemicals, and, and, the, the dopamine. You know, and, sorry, yeah, and, and can get addicted to it as well. Yeah. So it can almost become an unhealthy habit if you, yeah. if you swing too far the other way. Yeah, yeah. But, Any um, risk, Dan? Uh, exercise. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Gym I've, junkie, they used to say. Is that no, no I've had periods where I've been really full on about it. Yeah. And I could actually see it happen. Like it's hard at the moment because with little kids, once they all go to school, I could see it happening. But I definitely, especially as you get older, um, you notice the effect of doing some exercise. So mm. say you haven't been for a week and then you do something that, that really stretches you a bit. I have, for the rest of the day, I have this incredible clarity. Mm. And it would be the dopamine and stuff mm. that's that's producing this clarity that's very noticeable. Mm. The, the the disadvantage is the more you exercise, the more the harder you have to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to get yeah, the yeah. dopamine. Your tolerance just increases. Right? Your tolerance yeah. increases. Yeah. So I used to like when I'd be away for a week because then I'd come in and I'd get this. But it, men, it, they all say that about mental health that exercises. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, 
There's a huge link. If there's there. some way you can push yourself physically, mm. yeah, then it will it will help with that. But it's it's. But I imagine don't the positives. If that's it. the case, if that's the case, that that mental health advantage of doing some exercise. Mm. Imagine what it's like for obese people. Mm. Mm. When you've you've got not only the, the the positive mental stuff, or if you've got depression or whatever, mm. but also the reward thing. There's that mm. other side of things, like the, mm. the thing. Oh, look, I've done something positive mm. today. Mm. You know, the, the conscious, I suppose, benefits. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and it, so it must be a weird in your position, Nick, to 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 see people going, this is the best, I've never felt this good, mm. and then see them two years' time mm. going, oh, maybe you never have a fail, like, that's, that's fine. But it's uh, maybe it's not a, f- a, a pass or fail vibe, mm. you know. Where would they be if they hadn't have gone yeah. through that process? Like yeah. you go, oh, how, how can you, and I've been there where you go, I'm going to do this all the time. Mm. This is fucking mm. gross. This is the answer. Yep. How mm. could this ever go wrong? Mm. And yeah, in two years' time, you're, you're 15 kilos heavier. Mm. Going, what yep. happened there? No, but just because you've got to keep it up, it's like with 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 not drinking. It's like if you quit with alcoholism. Once you stop, it's not you. You can't just stop doing the work. You've got to keep doing the psychological. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. But the, old old habits die but, hard. But it's hard. As they say. But the big question yeah. is how. At, you know, at what point? Like, if you're talking to someone who's been down this road I just talked about, how do you get? How do you find that that tripping point? Where, mm. did, where did it go wrong? Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so um, individual from person to person. I mean, you you, you obviously come across people that um, have their moment. Um, there's a book by a guy called Tim Ferriss called The yeah. Four Hour Body, mm. um, and he's he's done a whole bunch of different. He's books a podcaster, big podcaster. Yeah, mm. um, and he talks about. Um, this book, like, I don't think he's an accredited health professional or anything, but he wrote this book that's like three inches thick about um, his experience and he just turned his attention to um, focusing on different areas of health. And um, he gave this example of a guy that he had worked with um, who had what he called the Harajuku moment. So he's a really successful businessman. Um, you know, he like made, you know, millions of dollars or whatever and travel was traveling around the world and he was... Um, in Japan, it, but he was quite overweight. Like that was his thing. He just couldn't get rid of. He was just mm. he was overweight, and um, and and that was like one of his big limitations in life. And he got to this point where um, they were traveling in Japan, um, going out to dinner one night, and they were in the Harajuku district. And a whole bunch of them. There was a group of six or something, and they went into um, this. Um, past this shop and they're like, oh, let's go and try on all these clothes, um, you know, like these crazy Harajuku clothes or whatever. In and Japan? In Japan, no one, yeah. No Westerners can <laughs> fit into <laughs> Japanese clothes. So, and he was like, oh, nah, that's not me. I'll just wait out the front. I'll just, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And then they all went in and he was by himself and it was like a switch flicked in his head and he was like, right. that's not me. I don't, I don't um, limit myself like that. I'm, you know, one of the most successful people in my industry. And then from that moment, it was just a trajectory to success with his health. Like he just couldn't get that. Um, th- that was like the mm. catalyst for change for the rest of his life. Um, and, and some people have those moments like mm. with addiction too, where they're just, there's just a catalyzing moment mm. and, um, and it, but they're hard to, to fake. Yeah. yeah. I would love, I would to, love to be, when I resolve my weight issues, I'd love it to be from my own choice. Mm. I'm doing it, you know, I'm, mm. without going on about it too much, but mm. I'm doing a podcast project mm. called The Good Paddock. Yep. Which is where I talk about other, with other big fellas mm-hmm. about their journeys and all that. And we try and knock about, like what mm. we're doing with Fatherhood mm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I just like have this desire to, just before the big health scare. Mm. I don't want it to be a health yeah. scare thing. I want to mm, be mm. I want just, on your own terms. Maybe I'm having yeah. a Harazuku moment yeah. where I'm going, I just it would be nice to be able to go, mm. yeah, I decided to do that. Yeah. It wasn't just because I have a fucking mild heart attack mm. or whatever it was. It's interesting your language there that you use when, when you resolve your health issues, not if. Well, I know it's either. Well, I'll, I'll either just suddenly drop dead, or yeah. I'll get a health scare. So it it, it is when, but I, but yeah. it's happening now. Like yeah. a, mm. it's game on. Mm. But no, you you you're doing it, it. It's not like you're saying mm. yeah. if like it might not happen anymore. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, like that's you're you're concerned about 
longevity and your kids. And yeah. so this is the upside of being old, I suppose, is you, you see, then you got to tell yourself the right story, don't you? Mm. You got to say, I'm going to be like, you got to grab the thing and this is going to be the story. It's like the podcast, the thing mm. you're trying, it seems to me you're trying to build a narrative for yourself that you sort of, that you can get into. Push myself in I mean, a I do that. that I can't get mm. out of mm. without. But it's not just that. It's also making a story that you, that, that, that you can think you can think of and yeah. like mm. I, I've done that all my life. I've needed a strong narrative to whether it was getting sober or I've needed to have this story for myself. Yeah, that, yeah. This is where I'm going. And, but I suppose you've got to find that with people. What, mm. what resonates? What and, tools are available? Mm. Yeah. You know, like you obviously raise, you'll be able to teach your kids nutrition and health with this wealth of experience doing mm. your job. It's not mm. just not the knowledge and the technical nutrition stuff and the exercise stuff, mm. but it's all the experience. So when your kids show, you know, signs that they don't think like you, then you you under, you, you have a better chance of understanding because you've 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 mm. you've seen and dealt with thousands of people mm. that think in so many different ways, mm. Mm. and that's. Mm. You know that that's kind of what I reckon. One of the big advantages of of using what you know within your job, right? And you know, and I'm building it into I'm, your changes. And I'm literally mm. just using what we've developed here yeah. in the studio with with hang on to your hat mm. and going, hang on, that could be a narrative that could work well. Yeah, you know, it clearly we 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 have way better dads than when we started because mm. you know, yeah, because you know you've got an <laughs> existing more experience and more because yeah. you know you've got an existing interest in it. Exactly. You, you keep showing up to, to podcasting. It. So what yeah. you're trying to do, is, it seems, is to chain the the, the yep. health thing to that Definitely. because that's a train that yeah. works, you know, and that's mm. with what you're doing compared to old-style gyms, trying to find what's going to keep people, you know, um, empowered in their life mm. and all, all that sort of stuff, mm. you know. It's great to be get to go into the gym and, and hear uh, you and dads talking about their kids too. You know? mm, mm. Like I feel like that's the antithesis to the kind of macho gym experience of the past. Like guys talking about the you know the the punamis and shitstorms they've had to deal with before they go to work with mm. the kids and <laughs> yeah, that's you know, good. Yeah, it's sort of uh, I think we're pretty far removed from the Instagram gym culture that yeah, is, yeah. that saturates the industry you almost you know you see what's out there and you sort of wonder like do we where do we even fit in this industry you know what yeah, i mean yeah. but i think that's kind of what the um appeal is for a lot of people because you just it just separates from that and it's yeah um you know i can't believe we used life. to be allowed to just now knowing what i know about how these dangerous machines work if you don't know what you're doing mm. but that they used to just go to a gym Sign the thing. They say, "Hey, are you going to have a heart attack?" And you go, "No." They go, yeah, "Go forth right. and conquer." And just yeah, just go. <laughs> Look, I never knew how to use any of the yeah. equipment, but I'd just crack around. And it's yeah. like, oh fuck! Like the chances of you not hurting yourself are so slim. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck. Yeah, I remember I my joined, first experience. Yeah. I was, I would have been fifteen years old with my first gym membership, working with these like old clanky weights at this gym in Newcastle and just looking back on it thinking there was no one around really supervising a 15-year-old with no experience yeah. in the gym just working out. Yeah, know? yeah, and, and doing yeah. yourself all these and, – and you know that you used to get those kids in high school who'd been doing lots of weights? They got <laughs> bullied just a little bit too much and they become muscle yeah, men, yeah. but they've done it themselves so they're all out of proportion. Mm -hmm. They've got these skinny little legs and huge Massive pecs chest, yeah. and, and like – it's so weird. Do yeah. you think can can they correct that? Mm. They look like sort of steroid chicken mm. or something. Mm. Weird. We all need it. We do. We do need it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep ahead of the kids, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Just to keep ahead of the well, kids. Well, keep ahead of the kids, but it's 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 also I've I've got to educate the kids to be healthy. Mm. So I'm I'm using the opposite way. Mm. So I'm I'm using where I've gone wrong as my tool. Mm. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't go, kids, if you don't fucking do that, you'll end up like me. Mm. But I am, I know the fears. I know that feeling that you're not going to be very good. There's no way I would have joined a basketball team or any kind of sports mm. team because mm. I already thought I didn't know enough and I didn't have the skills. Mm. I didn't think about, I didn't think about whether I'd get the skills but it was already too late. So, yeah. so, so I'm aware of that. So, you know, we've, I've just signed both kids up. My daughter, who's nine and showing signs of being my body type, 
I suppose. Mm. Not my body type now, but my body type yeah, yeah. up to I was 30, like a uh, – whatever. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like she's my style and, and she's she's signed up for a basketball team, which is yeah. amazing. I would never have had the courage to do that. Mm. And and we've just signed the boy up as well because mm. he's off, off season of footy or whatever. Mm. And and it's it's just kind of using, you know, I, I don't want to go that flip-flop generational thing where mm. you push them so hard then the, the, when they have kids they go, I'm not going to force my kids to do that because yeah, like my, my dad, dad made yeah, me do yeah. it. He was a prick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. It's but, interesting. But um, it's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, with the, um, I don't know if you guys experience this, but the spectrum between your, um, between your kids and how you know one can be totally one personality and the other yeah. be on the other end of the spectrum. And yeah. it's funny. I've uh, I've talked a lot, spoken a lot with Betsy about how even with our 18 month old, I find that. I gravitate towards the time I spend with him sort of organically and a bit sub more subconsciously because he'll um he's so much different to Brady. Like you, if he hears the door open, he'll be bang outside. He just loves being outside yeah, and he loves yeah. kicking a ball around. He's eighteen months old, you know. So I can be in the backyard with him for ninety minutes and not even notice it because we'll mm. just be, you know, kicking a ball around and mm. just doing those things that I love doing as a kid. Mm. Whereas I've got to um I've got to work harder on myself for being present with Brady because he just wants to, he's just got this creative imaginative mind where he just mm. wants to play roles of superheroes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it's like he's on a trajectory to being a comic book nerd, which was, you know, like just yeah. different to, yeah. it's just different to what um, I was as a kid and, and, and how I'd naturally gravitate. So um, yeah, that's been a big learning, I think for, um, you know, how I, how I approach parenting with with him now that he's getting a little bit older as well, and it's not that I don't appreciate the time that I spend with him and that I don't yeah. love the time that I spend with him, but you've just got to work that little bit harder to go beyond yourself yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, really, it really shows you who you are. Mm. They might mm. not your kids might not be like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's simple. Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and, and yeah, that's the that's it's interesting how yeah it, it is easier to go with the one that's like you because mm. it's like well you know what. You know what's yeah, going you on just in sort of do it, sort of thing. It's autonomous. Yeah. The other one is where the work is mm. to keep it to keep it even. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. great. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh. I think um, you know, it's it's the kind of thing where you like before you have kids, you like you know, I was I just want to have a boy and I want to kick the footy with him and play mm. cricket with him and all that sort of mm. thing, and you sort of visualise that, and then you sort of get to this point where they're four, and it's like it's just not happening the way that you planned and. Um, Have another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we funny, did and we've got him. It's a funny thing the way that works, that you, you do have these expectations of your mm. kid even if you don't think you do. Mm. You know, you, 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 right, you yeah. pay this lip service to I love them no matter what, and you mm. do, and there's a, there's a love that people, that you, as a you know, that infuriates people without kids without that kids, you talk yeah. about how it's it's it, it's different in a way you mm. can't explain. But... But yeah, you do have these expectations. Steve Bidolf was talking about that thing about you've got to you've got to love the kid you've got, not the kid you want mm, or yeah. wish you had, and that they're gonna just they're never gonna be what your ideal kid and, the, and their ideal father mm. are never gonna match that's up. Right, yeah. um, and and that's okay. Mm. Yeah, um, and in the end, they're gonna give. What are they gonna give you? Mm. Yeah. You know, like what, yeah. I'm getting so much from my not me. More like you, mm. son, who's yeah. eleven years old, and he's flat, flat knacker, like mm. just naturally really good at soccer, just from, just from kicking around with the kids mm. at aftercare, mm. uh, really good at footy. Uh, um, it's just amazing, and mm. I'm getting heaps from, from him. Yeah, you know, just just like learning mm. how the other half are. You see these like, parents who you know they might be country, they might be farmers, and they've yeah. got a, a kid that's a famous ballet dancer or something and they they're there they're exposed to this culture and community that they just could never have anticipated mm -hmm. or they're a rock star or they're whatever and suddenly like that they might not have been a musical family yeah. at all and like wow yeah. where did that come from yeah absolutely it's mm. wild yeah they're great fun mm. hey before we knock off uh we'll go uh our spooky session so spooky session. <laughs> team elwood mm -hmm. is your company yep. you run it with your wife Mm. which is another interesting topic, like mm -hmm. self-employment and parenting. Mm. But when you're both in the same business, but we'll get to that another day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's say, how does, it, how does it work? 
Like, let's say I go, oh, I like that guy. I'm going so check it out. We're um, we're based in Ormond Road on Elwood, um, and we the majority of our members do um, two half an hour one on one PT sessions a week, and we've got a couple of other features like uh, we've got a group training timetable that you you can mm. include that kind of supplements your your one on one training. Um, all of our members can come in and use the gym as much as they like outside of sessions as well, and. Um, we give nutrition guidance and accountability without, you know, telling you what to do with, with mm. nutrition sort of thing. So, um, yeah, but I guess the, you know, that being the what we do, the why we do it is to try to get people towards the outcomes that they're looking for. Yep. And, um, you know, when I say outcomes, that could be anything from losing 20 kilos to having more mobility in your hips or your shoulders or, um, you know, trying to, just increase energy or improve mood and self-esteem and yeah, and be get, happy. Off, get off yeah. depression medication or whatever it yeah. is, you know? So, mm. um, yeah. And I think the, as the thing that you were most scared of when you, when you yeah. came in and heard the yeah. word team, that's, that's one um, big part that we try to really, um, rally and create community so that there's good connection going on between trainer to trainer, which is often lost in gyms as well. Um, there's not a lot of team environment amongst the, the trainers and, um, from trainer to client and from client to client or member to member. So Yeah, at some point we need to get community back. We mm, know that. We yeah. know with all the mental health issues going right. on, it's, we know that it's about community and that social media and stuff is m- making us more separate. Mm. I, I've got this old, I'm like an old cynical artistic loner. You know, I always joke about, like that thing about team is the most frightening word in the English language. And th- I, that's a well-worn path that I do, which mm. is because I was al- isolated, I just make it a thing mm. and I joke about it. But the reality is w- I don't want to pass on to my kids a, a kind of isolationist attitude and, and com- community mm. and connectedness is is the primary solution to mental health mm. illness. Like it really, we know this mm. and we've just got to start yeah. talking to each other and meeting each other. So yeah. that's, you know, yeah. fuck, anything that does that's a good Especially idea. in our industry as well, there's, um, you know, you hear a lot of people saying that the path of the fitness industry is going online, like people getting online programs because uh, yeah. we're time poor and, um, you know, just outsourcing your exercise and nutrition through apps and, you know, you're not, you don't need a personal trainer anymore because you can just do all this stuff online. But I think- Which the, is not the point, is no, it? No, no, absolutely no, you not. No, you can, you can use it. Like I'm combining my journey with yes, podcasting because that's mm. what I dig. Mm. It's you called can, alchemy, you can man. Double up. Mm. Like, a, yeah. a, you know, having a community connection, mm-hmm. you know, if you mm. work alone, writing books or whatever, and mm. that's the time when you're connecting with people. That's mm. two in one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Because if you're doing really. your exercise to a, to a virtual instructor on the thing and you never see anyone, you never do anything, tell me you're not in your isolated, depressed state going to just eat mm. shit on mm. the weekend and get shit faced mm. and drink. Like, you. you it's not to say that, the, you know, that that's all of it. The gym's going to provide all that, but mm. it, we've got to do it on lots of levels. Yeah. Like talk, you know, I'm just starting to value all that, you know, bumping into the old lady next door and talking about her roses mm. or something. All mm. that sort of peripheral, like unimportant seeming mm. conversation is just yeah. vital to the speed, our, our brains. You yeah, know? and yes. what I've learned all about personal training, which is – you know, forty minutes twenty years ago, and <laughs> and today, mm. it it's uh, it it feels like it's kind of a little bit like online. We got online dating when that started. It was like I was like, oh, that is brilliant. That's the mm. future. Mm. I, 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 this is how it's got to go. Not because it was online, because it took away the need to go out and get horribly drunk at discos mm. just to try and meet someone. Yeah, yeah. and and. But as the stigma wore away, now it's normal. Right. And I've got a feeling this generation or the generation get old and die and fuck off. Mm. Right. I've got a feeling that that sense of, in the older generations, that sense of having a personal trainer was a, was possibly a, a, a feeling that you just can't, you're not, you're not clever enough or right. to just go mm. to a gym yeah. or to run around the block mm. or to, fucking be in a rowing team or mm. something like that. Mm. Whereas it's like, let's just accept that the whole world has evolved in a way that these are the answers. Mm. You know, yeah. And they'll turn the into life coaches too yeah. because, the, you know, it, it's going to be all part of it. I reckon you'll see more and more personal trainers who've got psychology degrees yeah. and they're going to be training people because of the mental health aspect. Like how do we, how do we stay mm. 
connected and, and not well, you would naturally, isolated. You, as you go in in your career, surely as a personal trainer, you would end up being a bit of a oh, that's right, pretty yeah. damn good psychologist. I mean, the, yeah, the thing about the yeah. time that you spend with your clients, often you will spend more time with your clients than you will, or your clients will spend more time with a trainer than they will with some of their closest friends and their family and mm. parents and brothers and sisters and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah there's definitely a relationship that is, that um, gets established there. And you, you, you're reaching people when they're often at their most vulnerable as well, like when they're all, um, you know, their muscles are full of lactic acid and they're, mm. you know, yeah. breathing heavily and out of breath and, and whatnot. And that, that can sort of, um, you know, promote a bit of vulnerability in people, which yeah. often unlocks, you know, some really interesting conversations that wouldn't normally be had um, about, you know, trying to um, improve in other areas of life as well. So. See what people are, that's, that's the measure of a gym, see what they're, people are talking about in mm. there, you know, whether mm. they're just talking about how much weight they've benched or, or whether yeah. they're talking about life stuff, mm. like, you know, like their kids, like talking yeah. about how they're, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's nice that all sorts of industries are starting to mm. look at things a bit like that. Yeah. Got to do it, man. Mm. Hey, um, Nick, this has been fantastic. Thanks yeah, a billion thank for, coming for coming on. on. Number Appreciate 28, you'll be known as. Yeah, I know. But, uh, a tattoo on the it's been back of my I've learned a lot, that's for sure. Yeah. And dads, protect your backs. Especially yes, if you're absolutely. old. Protect your, don't blow your kidney out your ass by trying to lift a kid into <laughs> yep. a car. Put your ego <laughs> in your back pocket and <laughs> yeah. just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. All right, All right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> That awesome podcast was recorded at Castaway Studios in Collingwood. Here, we provide affordable, accessible, professional podcasting production facilities to the full range of podcasters, all the way from basic studio hire right through to full season production packages. You can get us on castawaycollingwood at gmail.com or just look up Castaway Studios on all the social medias.